Welcome to the Contact Center Cactus Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Malvin, and we're back for part two of our discussion with me and Jake coming out from the Philippines, uh, my co-host here. And we're talking about why is the Philippines one of the leading hubs for outsourcing in the world? And so last episode, we talked about uh, history of the U.S. taking over the Philippines for a while, and that played a big role. We talked about infrastructure. We talked about how the call center industry has been in the Philippines for a couple decades now. And so now there's that investment to prepare for more future growth. Uh, and so today we're going to continue that conversation. We're going to talk some more about culture because that comes up all the time, work ethic. Uh, I've got some, uh, some examples to share with you guys there. And also want to share, um, if you are, if you're listening to this episode, I'm guessing, you know, you're probably thinking about outsourcing and you're prop, maybe you're thinking about either what country to outsource or what company you want to work with. And so, uh, if you're thinking about outsourcing to the Philippines, I've got some things to consider, um, to get, like, cause every country, no matter where you go, everything's going to be different. You know, Philippines isn't an exact copy of the U S there's a lot of things to that are, are different so we'll talk about some of those differences and some things to look out for and uh, and why maybe working with a company like Pactiz you don't really have to think about them <laughs> so let's dive into it um, so culture um, that's what I really want to jump into because everyone talks about the culture of the Philippines the the story I hear the example you know that I think is worldwide is uh, the reputation. Like if there's a natural disaster and you've got the news covering it and there's flooding and people's houses are being washed away and then they show the Filipinos and they're like smiling and they're happy and they're like, yeah, you know, everything's going to be fine. I'm here. <laughs> it's uh, a testament to the, the culture. Like that, the way people think in the Philippines is the way Filipinos think all over the world. And so talk to me about that a little bit because you are, you're living it, but you know, people, people look at the Filipinos and there's a, I guess maybe a stereotype sometimes, but it's also true, <laughs> you know, about the, the hospitality and the culture yeah. and being happy in the, in the face of adversity. So why is that? Uh, well, I guess, first of all, yeah, why is that such a, a big deal for outsourcing? Why is that important? Uh, of course, um, you know, we, we've been known to be uh, to have this, uh, you know, oh, you know, thinking always the positive side of, uh, you know, things uh, as Filipinos. Um, you know, you can see, you can see we, we have we've been through a lot like disasters and other things. And, you know, you can still see people doing their doing their things while cleaning their houses on the flood and and other things with a smile on their faces and you know you can you can question why why are these people uh, why are they uh, you know like they're, they're not worried about it uh, too much uh probably it's because of uh, you know we've been we've been through a lot um you know during the 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 you know the the old times like when when we were colonized by you know by spain um you know and after that by by the americans and um you know during the war as well uh, we those was the, the those were the difficult times of the you know the the older people and uh, yeah you can it's not it's you know I, I think it's because we've been we've been used to things uh, difficult things and uh, the, you know the only way we can you know something there's something about that like you know the effectivity of you know showing you know showing in the surface that uh, we're okay you know sometimes 
oh, we, we don't, you don't really, you can't really tell that uh, what this person going through because uh, you know they keep on smiling and they're you know laughing, and that's um, uh, that's something within the, the Filipinos. And uh, also, there's one thing like you know if we're guilty about something and uh, you know we we um, you know when somebody is somebody's trying to correct a Filipino, um, I don't know, but it, some sometimes um, you know it's it's probably within our culture that uh, you know we we smile a bit and uh, you know you can hear us from, you know on the phone that uh, you know there's there's a you know a little um, evidence of a laugh or something but uh, maybe that's um, you know it, it can get uh, you know misinterpreted by the person on the other phone but uh, that's being us uh, Filipinos is trying to it's it's like acknowledging that uh, I'm sorry I made a mistake on that and uh, you know you can hear them with with a little smile on it but sometimes uh, the person on the other side will find it sarcastic so that's that's a that's a difference uh, with it, well, that's one example of culture difference uh, of Filipinos and you know and uh, and uh, yeah. other races but it, it's it goes so well with customer service right like you you know, if you're good at dealing with tough situations and putting a smile on your face, what happens when you've got a tough customer on the phone and you've got to put a smile on your face? You're able to handle it better. And so, you know, like they all, they go kind of hand in hand. And so it's nice to, I mean, it's sad what the Philippines had to go through, but, you know, we're able to take that and turn it into, uh, you know, building up the country and providing jobs. But those, those are real things. Like people, like they come up, like they, you're right. Like about the, the smiling, I, I haven't heard that exact scenario, but you know, I'd rather deal with that, you know, that people are, you know, trying to be happy and that to make the customer happy. Uh, Cause again, it's all about that customer experience and you know, what's happening these days. And I, I always got a time where I can, you know, AI and what's, what's happening. Like the more and more calls are being automated. And so the call center jobs, like when you're dealing with answering the phones, now automation handles the easy stuff. So now we're handling the more difficult stuff. So more and more, if you're working in the call center in the Philippines, chances are you're probably handling stuff that was tougher than what people were dealing with 10 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago even, is stuff that sometimes is, there's no point of someone doing this work. Like it should be automated. But um, so it, it does give Philippines a competitive edge when it comes to being able to handle those tougher calls because that's where the trend that I'm seeing is that it is going to get tougher, that you're only outsourcing the hard stuff because the easy stuff a bot can handle or they can do it themselves on their website. Uh, you don't need to talk to a person. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's been a, an effective practice, but, um, you know, it's also, uh, within us that uh, you know we we put that smile on our faces uh, during you know when we uh, instead of uh, you know being angry that's uh, you know that's uh, being a Filipino like um, you know there was one training that I attended like uh, you can be very effective in talking to to the customer uh, with a you know a slight change of your tone when you put a smile on your face while talking even if they can't see you probably that's uh, that's something else that uh, that we have uh, but you know, again, uh, as I mentioned, uh, that not all cu customers, yeah, um, you know, with the, with the culture differences, you know, if if you sound like you're 
you're not really uh, affected or you know you 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 put that smile on your face while you're oh, where you're speaking to a di uh, to a difficult customer um, you know they they tend to uh, have that uh, uh, they they think that you're being sarcastic but you know um, overall uh, we're just trying to provide the best customer experience yeah absolutely and you know and, uh, another thing I wanted to talk about was work ethic which you know goes I, I think closely along with, uh, you know, how, how we're handling the customer on the phone. So, um, I think one of the biggest pieces of feedback I get, and I probably said it on a past episode is when we first start working with a company that has never outsourced before or outsourced to the Philippines. And I always love being on those calls with the client, uh, because like right away, like they're they're I can tell they're like, they're, they're trying to get something out. They're trying to tell me something. And many times they can't put the words around it. Like they don't know how to describe like this feeling. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's the work ethic, right? Like, you know, the work, the, the culture that you see there and that they're happy to come to work and that they actually listen to feedback and stuff. And they're like, yes, that's it. Like, but it, it is something that I, I, I don't know how you measure this or, you know, it's not something that I hear talked about the Philippines a lot, but I hear it from the clients that they, they did not realize that people like this still existed in the world. They thought that, you know, like everyone, the way that your workers are in the U S that that's how everyone is. And that's how it'll always be forever. And so it's like a breath of fresh air for the clients when they start working with our team and they're like, man, they show up, they're here all the time. They're consistent. They're asking questions, they're learning, they're getting better. Um, and so that, uh, I don't know if we're just doing a great job finding the right people or it's a Philippine thing, but I know that's something that I, I've been seeing a lot. Um, but I don't know. What if, yeah, it's very common, Eric. That's, uh, I, I think it's because of the culture and, um, you know, we, we love our jobs. And, you know, most of the people who are, you know, out there, you know, it's really hard to get a job here in the Philippines. You know, there are certain, certain uh, places uh, would really wish and you know hope that uh, you know they can land uh, uh, a job somewhere and uh, once they have it you know they they really uh, you know they they would um, they would do anything uh, to keep the job and you know it's that's another thing uh, you know being you know that's the reason why we don't retaliate I guess with the uh, angry customers and uh, we mostly uh, just you know help them you know, just to resolve the issues and, uh, you know, give them the uh, solutions of the reasons why they, uh, they call uh, the center. So most of them are, you know, having these problems and most of them are, you know, just wanted to have a service uh, in a specific uh, uh, industry. So I believe that uh, it's really difficult for others to work in a BPO company or call center, you know, but once they're here, you know, they, they take care of it. And yeah, that's one thing uh, we always talk, talk to them about. Like, you know, we, we provide, this is what we represent. We provide better service and, you know, um, customer experience. So we just keep it like that. And, you know, if, you know, they, um, no, they, if the, we always take care of the customers, uh, in short, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's what we are. And uh, even also in, you know, different places, when we see, um, maybe that's part of being uh, the hospitability of uh, the Filipino. Uh, we want to make sure that uh, they don't feel bad, or they feel good about being here, about being around us. That's uh, one, one, uh, one trait that we have, it's, that is uh, very unique. And, you know, working 
uh, everywhere, especially uh, working, um, you know, dealing with foreign people in, in, on the phone, um, like Americans. Uh, we want to make sure that uh, they're not feeling bad about, you know, talking. I mean, while they're talking to us, uh, me as a Filipino, that's, uh, that's one thing that I want to make sure that uh, the person I'm talking to is comfortable talking to me. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, it, it goes back to customer experience. You know, you want to make the customer comfortable, feel happy, have a, have, have a positive experience. And if it's built into the culture, if you're naturally, you know, wanting every within or every interaction, wanting people to feel like that, it's uh, it just makes it easier for every day. That's what people are doing on the phone. <laughs> so I want to switch gears a little bit here and talk about uh, some things to look out for. If you're Oscars, and we talked about culture, we're talking about all the positives, right? Now, every culture has its positives and maybe some faults too. Um, now, now we're not going to talk about faults of the Philippines, but we're going to talk about just some things, some things to look out for. So, and I will say that over the last eight years of running PacBiz with Jake, and Jake's operations manager, so he's the one that is making sure that these issues don't happen. Um, but we we do a lot to well we we take care of all of this for the companies companies that work with us so the stuff we talk about are things that you might not have to worry about or ever deal with when would you have to deal with these is uh, if you're working with a really small company maybe you hired someone on Upwork uh, or someone online you know you just post something somewhere out there on the internet I'm looking for someone in the Philippines to answer calls and here's the rate or the pay per hour. So now you're you're doing the job of PacBiz, basically. You're doing the job of managing this call center employee. And so all that support, um, now you've got to handle. So uh, when that's happening, um, you might have to deal with some stuff that we usually deal with. So that's what I want to talk about. And so one of the things, actually, I, t I talked with another company, uh, another partner of ours, that also has some virtual assistants in the Philippines and he was sharing some of these too. And I thought, this is great because I don't really think about this stuff. Um, but if you're outsourcing, you should be thinking about it because not only the Philippines, but anywhere. Like what's the weather like? What natural disasters do they have? I mean, if you're trying to pick somewhere in the US and you were putting your business, you know, if, if um, you can never go down and you have to be up and running all the time, like a data center, you might not want to put your data center on the coast of Florida, <laughs> you know, or, you know, uh, if you're worried about earthquakes and, you know, you might not want to put your business in, in California. Um, so just like everywhere else in the world, Philippines, you know, I think the big thing that they have to deal with there are typhoons that you guys, and you guys just a couple of weeks ago, you had another one that hit most of the whole country. Um, so, the thing that the feedback I got from our partner here was like typhoons are real, and he didn't. Then it's just like hurricanes. It's, it's just the Asian name of a typhoon or of a hurricane, but they're just as destructive. Um, so tell me, why is that a challenge? You know, why why are typhoons and hurricanes? You know, I mean it's obvious, but why is that something that people need to look out for? Yeah, because uh, yeah, Philippines. Uh, it's you know its location. You know, it's facing the Pacific where most of the typhoons are, you know, the, they, they start from the Pacific Ocean most of the time. And, uh, yeah, they, you know, they, it's in, they, they're unpredictable, of course. And, um, you know, the last time we, the last time we had uh, the big one was uh, two years ago. And it was really, uh, really big. And, 
yeah, it, uh, you know, that's it, it, something because we always we've been prepared with you know heavy rains, um, typhoons, uh, but not as not with a big one. I mean, the, that happened two years ago, that uh, we were out for uh, for you know for days, and uh, you know on the on on the client side, I would imagine you know uh, working with. Uh, Someone relying my business to 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 that uh, uh, outsourcing to that to that uh, company and you know them being out for several hours or days, um, but yeah we've been we've been really planning on so many so many things um, to prevent that from happening uh, thanks to you know the internet uh, which is really improved that uh, we can have it directed to uh, through uh, you know that uh, Starlink. Uh, if uh, you know that if people are aware of that, so that's really that's what I was going to mention. Yeah, you know we've been investing in the infrastructure there, but again, like you're you're a freelance person, you're hiring from home, isn't going to be able to afford the gear unless you buy it for them and pay for their monthly bill. Um, but they're not going to have the gear to to invest into that. And so when there's those power outages, when there's when there's those issues. Uh, if you got someone working from home, it's something you got to look out for. And um, you know, we we've been able to combat that, or, or we have an IT team that's making sure that if they're working from home, that they have backup internet, backup power. It's, it's not really a challenge. It's just when you're hi- hiring someone freelance to work from home, that could be something to look out for. Typhoons and and one thing that I learned with that storm that hit two years ago, you know, you see on the news like all these homes are wiped out and you think like, man, that seems like a lot. Like, how did so many people lose their homes? Like, I, I see the homes in the Philippines. They're like solid cement walls. Yeah. <laughs> They're like crazy, way overbuilt compared to the U.S. But these aren't the homes that are getting knocked down, right? Like the homes, like the homes that you see, which could be the people that you have working for you. I know it impacted some of the employees at Pactas, but this isn't your your brick home right why is it that it why is it breaking down <laughs> yeah and you know having to have the uh, you know the office as a backup place where we're getting where you know we we come we come and uh, you know report back to the office if you know during those times especially because we you know we we, we that's yeah, true. yeah it's people come yeah with the last storm that's what happened everyone came to the office and uh, you know, if you don't have that with backup internet, backup power, then there's no place for them to go. But you know, for those those workers, I wanted to mention, you know, what happens is uh, what I found out. Which again, this is um, we're trying to educate our listeners here. Uh, and I always wondered how did that work? How did everyone's homes get destroyed? It's because they're built out of light materials. Because I was amazed, like within a couple of weeks, I thought those people that lost their homes needed help, and I, the. Now, it's not the case for everyone, but I know for some of the employees, um, because it was light materials, they were able to put it back together relatively quickly, uh, which I thought was just interesting. That, But it's just, that's a that's a challenge now. And then you, if you have your worker living in a house built out of light materials and the wind blows it down, you know, they might not be coming to work for a couple of weeks while it gets rebuilt. They might have to be putting it together again. So, uh, right? I mean, am I, am I right here on these stories? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh- <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah it's just so unfortunate that some are some um you know some homes and you know families are you know not being built uh, to you know withstand the 
strong winds and you know of course their location uh, if they're in, in the wrong location uh, they would they would be affected by typhoons so it's if you're working uh, you know if trying to outsource uh, you just need to ask those questions as well um, how how are we uh, you know, how are we doing it when you know when these things will, will happen like uh, what are the backup plans and of course you can also great, great point. Mm, yeah. you can also limit the yeah exactly limit the things that uh, you can uh, you can give them like you know you can't you can't just be relying on them um, maybe just uh, give it to others like you know the, the reliability of uh, you know being on uh, that bad uh, spot is uh, you know in comparison to having uh, an office is uh, is you know it's there's a big difference there so that's uh, those are the things that uh, you know you can you can check uh, while you are trying to work and uh, you know save a little bit uh, still going directly with uh, you know with uh, with a freelancer or uh, just working directly from uh, from someone who's working or, from home. Yeah, or any company that you're outsourcing with, uh, you know, those are great questions to ask. Like, when's the last time that your your office went down, and for how long, and what happened? Why why is that? You know, and if it was recently and they haven't done anything to make sure it doesn't happen again you know but people no one ever asked me these questions so if you go to your outsource company and you start asking these questions you know they know that they'll know you're serious and you want you need good support but um, but really i think the challenge is for the because we talked about infrastructure in the last episode so philippines has really built up you know offices uh internet all the facilities in the built office building so if you're outsourcing to the Philippines, a lot of these challenges aren't really a big deal. They were maybe before, you know, and I know Cebu got hit, you know, that same storm a couple of years ago and, um, but they were able to bounce back pretty quickly, um, getting the call center stuff up and running the neighbor, the neighborhoods and the homes, you know, that's another story, but, um, but yeah, so that's something to look out for. Another thing that I want to talk about, uh, if you are hiring directly, you know, if, if you're working with an outsourced company, this should never even come up as a conversation, but 13th month pay. So if you're not from the Philippines, like, so explain to people, what is 13th month pay? <laughs> yeah, um, that's the pay that they're gonna get at the end of the year, uh, equivalent to a one month pay. So basically that's, uh, it's a bonus. So they receive that uh, uh, every end of the year. Um, so that's that's what we have. I believe uh, not all the countries have uh, the the 30th month pay. <laughs> it's part part of the culture. We definitely we have a Christmas bonus. It's not mandatory. It's not in the the U.S. Constitution or it's not in the Constitution. But I know it's Philippine law that you have to do the the 13th month pay. Yeah, so. and I believe other other companies are doing really good, Eric. They have this 14th month pay, so they receive two extra month of pay at the end of the year. So yeah, they get to enjoy more a lot of you know to you know extra money to buy to buy something that they want. So why do you think if someone's free, if you hired a freelance person in the Philippines, and now I I think it might be a little different though. I mean, if you have a freelance person, I don't think they expect the employer. They don't expect this person in the U.S. necessarily to do the 13th month pay. Maybe. But they might. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I, I've seen this scenario come up 
where you get to the end of the year and you haven't budgeted for it. I mean, it's one twelfth of what you paid them all year. And that, that could be a lot in expenses if you have a lot of labor and you didn't budget for it. Um, so, uh, and I mean, I'm sure you've you had friends that, that didn't get their 13th month pay. Maybe they, they were doing a customer service somewhere and the employer was not based in the Philippines and they, uh, they didn't know about it. But I know when, when we first started PacBiz uh, and the taxi business, I didn't know about it either until I think maybe it was like two or three years in. And I, it was one of our managers was like, Eric, uh, you know, we, we usually get a bonus here. <laughs> and I started learning about it. But, um, but those are the things if you don't know about that. Like we deal with all that. So it, it, there's no extra bonus that the client has to pay. But if you're working freelance... That, that could become a big deal, right? Um, You're not getting that. Or, yeah, those are, you know, you can feel the energy of the people every December. You know, they, they got that and they, you know, started posting on Facebook, like, you know, this is what I got, <laughs> those things. And, um, you know, if you're working with someone and, you know, directly and, and you're not getting, you know, the, the the things that you're supposed to have and you're working with, you know, with, uh, with a company, a, a BPO company, so that's, you know, that's a difference. And maybe you, you, you know, it has, you know, somehow it affects people who's working, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting what I, what others are getting and, you know, those things. But, you know, it just depends. But those, those are the things that uh, you would expect, you know, uh, working uh, with it from working with a, with a company. And maybe uh, if you're outsourcing and, uh, you know, working directly with someone, uh, you would be, probably you would be expecting uh, that kind of conversation uh, some, somewhere. Yeah. And, and then to, cause we're kind of getting to the end of this episode here to wrap it up, you know, no matter where you decide to outsource, these are really important questions that you should be asking or you should be looking into it because there's a whole other culture there, even in a place like the Philippines, that's really closely aligned with the U S there's still differences. And those differences, you know, if you understand those differences, and you might be able to take better care of your employees. They're going to, in turn, take better care of your customers or whatever you have them doing. And so, you know, whether it's the Philippines, whether it's Colombia, whether it's the Caribbeans, um, Pakistan, wherever, you know, those are things like, you know, think about the, the, your workers and, you know, think about those cultural differences. And sometimes those cultural differences can help. And they could make that experience better for your customers. And sometimes they might be something that you'll have to work around uh, that, you know, might not might not help, but uh, but you could work. Around. So um, any last thoughts here, Jake? Yeah, it's just that, uh, you know, if you want to, you know, starting a business, uh, if you're a business owner, you know, you, you should be or, you know, you, you should love your your business. And uh, if you want to make sure that you've been taking, you will be taking um, care properly, um, you know, with with all the you know the things that should be there um, on a company that you partner with um, when you are outsourcing. Uh, make sure to ask uh, the right questions and uh, make sure that uh, you know the interruptions and the outages are you know uh, being answered or being addressed. Yeah, I know every minute counts uh, during calls. Uh, customers will call, you know, just to uh, talk for a few, less for, for a few seconds or a minute. You know, uh, getting the business, uh, uh, getting a business by talking uh, that short 
and uh, you know if you're if you're outsourcing to a company that uh, that has to, uh, could potentially be out for you know hours or you know days uh, with all the things that uh, you know that's going to happen around um, you know you better ask those questions just to make sure that you know the outages are you know being controlled or you know shortened um, so that's the best way to uh, to be more effective uh, so you, you yeah just um, asking those questions and uh, of course if you're listening to uh, listen to us um, Eric and I uh, most of the podcast that we had uh, we talk about these things so yeah you can get uh, great points uh, by listening <laughs> yeah so thanks yeah go back listen to some old episodes we cover a lot of this stuff uh, and what to look out for and so um, but yeah and if you want to learn more about outsourcing about managing call centers uh, or ma managing your call center vendor um, customer experience uh, listen to more episodes we're going to be talking about that and uh, I've got some really exciting guests coming up too uh, some people that um, you know, business coaches that encourage their clients to outsource uh, because, or at least have a virtual assistant, you know, so some really, uh, really great, great guests coming up. So I want to thank you, Jake. Uh, it's great to be back uh, behind the mic with you. Uh, I know it's been, I think we had like six months since we last recorded an episode. So uh, always great to do a podcast with you. So appreciate it. Yeah, same here, Eric. Oh, thanks for the opportunity. And, you know, just uh, trying to, um, you know, based on experience, uh, trying to share my experience here uh, about um, how to uh, do it right, do things right in outsourcing. So uh, I'm glad uh, to help. All right, cool. Well, until next episode, uh, subscribe so that you can hear more episodes of the Contact Center Cactus Chat, and uh, we'll catch you in the future. Thanks for listening, guys.